Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Skill there from Liam Ryan, running full speed. Have not been in front since the 12-minute mark of the second quarter. What's the champ got? He bends it. He bends it. He bends it through. West Coast at the front. West Coast champion Josh Kennedy, of course, an AFL life member and uh, all-round super shot at goal. If you wanted someone to kick for your life, I reckon there wouldn't be many better than Josh when he was on top of his game. And he joins us on the show to unpack West Coast's 108-point loss to Carlton at the weekend. If you want to ask Josh a question, now's your chance. The temperate bedshed text line is open 0487 736 736. Josh, welcome. Good morning, Duff. How are you? I'm all right, mate. Now, I'm told you had a training session up there at Northampton. You couldn't walk afterwards. So how are you? <laughs> uh, I've just recovered. I've finally got over the weekend. So, yeah, no, I trained Wednesday night, and I was, uh, I was nowhere on Thursday walking around. My wife was telling me, what the bloody hell are you doing? And um, I was in a grumpy mood for a couple of days, but um, I've all rested up now, so I'm actually all right. So this has put paid to any thoughts that you might strip for the, uh, the <laughs> West Coast waffle team and run around like Will Schofield and Kane uh, Mitchell have? Yeah, well, it would be very interesting. I know Scotty said he couldn't walk for a few days, so I would have been loved to have been a flyer and uh, on his in his household, I suppose, after that game because I reckon I was feeling his pain after my hour training session. It was um, yeah, I, I I do it every time. I have a couple of weeks off where I don't go, and then I feel really good, and I think I'll get out there and have a crack. And the boys have just started round one this week, so uh, Northampton played. Um, and they've been doing a lot of matching, so I join in, and then I can't walk for two days, and I, I realise that's why I finished footy. So, um, but I'll probably do it in, in two weeks' time, mate. I, I don't learn. Yeah, that's right. Well, that, that's all of us, Josh. We're all slow learners. It's part of, <laughs> it's, it's part of the human condition, mate. I think. Um, Saturday yeah. night, not much good to come out of that. It was pretty bad. What, what, what was your take on it? Yeah, look, guys. Obviously, yeah, it's. it's, it's been a tough year for West Coast, obviously, with their list, but, you know, we've seen over the, the first few rounds where being undermanned, um, but still putting up a, a bit of a fight, um, and not getting that consistency over four quarters, but seeing glimpses here and there, and obviously what they've been working on pre-season in, in terms of game style, being able to see that and uh, get pretty excited about it at times, even though um, I suppose they've been under the pump, but the resilience has been there, but yeah, on the weekend, it, um, it looked like the boys had, had hit that point where they were uh, pretty flat and yeah, there wasn't much fight and there wasn't much hunt. And um, Carlton, yeah, really were ruthless with it, and they put the foot down and uh, were able to show why they're a strong team. But um, but they didn't give any mercy to West Coast. Is there such a thing in a footy club as crisis fatigue, where you're you're under the pump for so long that eventually just the the cracks start to appear? And is there a danger that if there is such a thing, that that's what's starting to happen at West Coast? 
Um, I don't think it's starting to happen. I just think the situation and the reality is is that, you know, injuries have happened. Um, I think, you know, this week they've only got 26 to possibly pick from. Hopefully Dom comes back, which makes it 27, but your squad every week is 26. So you're probably going to see um, a few guys maybe not play in the waffle game this week um, and a couple get replaced and coming in. But, um, but yeah, the... <laughs> It, it comes down internally. Um, I thought externally, everyone looks at it and, and goes, "What the hell's going on? What's wrong with this or this?" Or we're seeing fractures here. We're seeing this, and but internally, you know, I've been in these situations before over time, where you know, from the footy department to the players, you know, they they really make sure they're locking down and they're aware of what's going on and aware of the feelings and addressing those feelings um, because, like you said, if you're not uh, addressing it or you're not talking about it, um, some guys can bottle things up and it can get to that point you're talking about with that kind of fatigue crisis and it gets too overwhelming. But, um, you know, they're all putting their right foot forward. The guys that can train are on the track and the guys that aren't training um, who are injured are really working hard on, on, on being able to get back um, and be able to, I suppose, give something to the team and, and hopefully towards the back end we'll see a bit of a shift in that. But at the moment, it's, yeah, it's a bit of bunker down and, um, you know, make sure you get your training right. Training becomes really important. They don't have enough to be able to do any contest work or match play. Um, you know, which is the one thing that you consistently need to keep doing every week. And uh, when you, I suppose, most teams want to win that contested side of the footy and get it forward. If you can't really train it, it becomes quite difficult. So um, they're obviously in the trenches, but I'm sure they'll bunker down and, and, and look back at this time over the next, you know, whether it's one year from now, six months, three years, and they'll, they'll look at it and, um, you know, they'll look and know that they actually gain something from it, even though when you're in it, it looks, um, looks pretty terrible. Was there a point in your career where you went through that and uh, are you able to look back on that and reflect on that now? Let's say uh, you were there in 2010, which was a pretty tough year and they yeah. won the wooden spoon. So um, yeah. what, what do you recall going back to that time? Yeah, it was it was it was quite difficult because I suppose you, we came off 2009, um, had a bit of a, a you know an up and down year. We just out of the finals, I think it was 13th, and um, finishing last or going through that point, we only get two or three wins. Um, you know, you never really thought about. But when you when you're in it, um, you know it, it's it's very quite difficult. You know, we did have a lot of injuries. There was a lot of younger of younger players playing um, and trying to balance. I suppose uh, the mood of, of of the group in in one understanding and the reality of you know you're probably not going to be getting a game um, unless there are these injuries. So making the most of that opportunity and uh, some weeks you train and you'd, you'd have a bit of fight and you come through and, and play and, and you'd see what you've been practicing come into fruition and and be able to do that and that those little games are something that. Um, you need to grasp on onto, but when you're in it at the time, it is it's terrible. Winning changes everything, no matter um, what sporting organisation you are. And when you do consistently lose over time, and we a little bit different. We had the back end of the year. I think we lost about four games by under a kick. So we're actually putting up a little bit of fight, and I think those little things kind of just keep trickling you through. And then you look at 2011, uh, you have a good pre-season, you come in and, and you start winning some games and all of a sudden you look back at those times and you, you learn so much and you know that uh, you, you probably build a bit of resilience in those tough times. And I think that period helped in you know further years when things weren't going well, things were tough, form was out, injuries were happening. 
and you're able to look back at those times and go, look, I've been here before, done it. Um, you know, we'll get through this. It's just making the most of the opportunity, what you can do, um, what you can control, um, knowing that uh, you will be better coming out the end of it. I wrote a piece for Code Sports last night and I just asked the question, if a team is this low for so long, does there have to be change? Are you confident that Trevor Nisbet is the right CEO, that Adam Simpson is the right coach, that they have the right people in place to get them through and out the other end of this? Because sometimes it's almost as if regardless of whose fault it is, there needs to be a circuit breaker of some sort. What's your feeling as to how the club will, will stand by their men, if you like? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. When, when, when things are down, um, you know, you, you start to look at uh, not just, I suppose, the games and the players. You look at everything. You start critiquing, you know, game style. You start critiquing how the, I suppose, clubs are run and, and, and the people um, involved running them. But I've got full faith in, in you know, Trevor Nisbet and, and Adam Simpson to be able to pull these guys out. And we are talking some big injuries here. You know, on the weekend they had 12 of probably their starting 22 play. Um, there's 11-odd that um, that probably aren't in the side and they're probably playing waffle. Um, so that brings some inconsistency in one experience, but then, you know, also game, uh, game sense, um, connectivity uh, on the field and being able to gel. So... Um, regardless of how good your game plan is, it, 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 it's very hard to execute when you're, you're sitting at this point. So, um, you know, most people external will always always push to, to I suppose, the coach because it always the buck stops with him. But a lot of those things are out of his control and what he's doing. Um, and it's about the boys making sure that they can stay on the park and train because if you, you don't have consistency in your training and, um, and I suppose that connectivity of, of the 22 that mostly play every week, um, it is very hard to execute it. So um, that would be all over it. They'd be planning ahead. They'd be making sure that, um, you know, the things are put in the right place um, to be able to accommodate, you know, this so it doesn't carry on too much longer, but um, you know the likelihood of the injuries. I think the the minimum. I don't know who's back first, but it's probably two or three weeks. So um, hopefully Dolly's back this week. And yeah, it's it's just a matter of injuries. I think. I think Dom Sheed probably plays this week by the sounds of what, what they're saying. Brady Hoff, maybe. Yeah. Um, I think maybe. Brady Hoff will either be zero to one week, but um, yeah, the, the rest are, are further away. And on that, there's some big names on long-term, on the long-term sort of injury front, aren't mm. there? And are you confident that Jeremy McGovern, Nick Natanui, Luke Shuey, Elliot Yo, do they still have good footy in them, do you think? Yeah, I, I think they do. I think, you know, uh, your, your career and whatever age you're at, you, you flow through form, um, you try new things. Um, sometimes old things don't work. There's the shift in game. There's a shift in the sports science, you know, in, in how to operate your body. So there's all these different things that come in and, and that kind of can, you know, shift the way, I suppose, you see the game and, and how you see yourself and how you see... I suppose you've been able to have an impact on game day and, you know, a couple of these guys have, haven't played much footy and, and have been, you know, out of form. But uh, I always come back to the consistency of being able to, you know, train and play um, and being in that confident spot that, yeah, you can understand what's going on. And um, I have no doubt those guys and the experience they've had and the careers they've had, plus the talent that they've got, um, they're obviously accommodating, you know, their body at the moment. And that's probably the one thing, but their head... Um, and the mental capacity to be able to play the game and play well is still there. 
But you know, I suppose that that little uh, that little demon sitting on the side of your shoulder does always come into into your ear, and especially when you do go post thirty, you start to think, you know, is it my body? Am I, you know, should I be playing? And those questions are, are something that every player goes through at that that stage. And um, you know, I have no doubt uh, they'll all work through that and and come out the end a lot better. If you were them, Josh, would you be taking a mid-season draft pick, freeing up a list spot with one of your long-term injured players? And if you did take a mid-season draft pick, what is the player or the type of player that West Coast most needs? Do you think? Yeah, yeah, I would. You definitely, you're definitely going to look at that because of what's happening. And there's a few long-term injury um, kind of guys who aren't coming back, and um, you know. <sighs> You're probably going to have to go towards that midfielder, um, trying to get, uh, I suppose, a little bit of experience um, in that midfield because that's where it starts. And if you want to be winning contests and, and clearances, you need to be able to accommodate kind of through that role. Now, I think, you know, in terms of development-wise over the next few years, the, the backs, um, you know, have some have some good young kids coming through. The forwards do as well. Um, and you've still got, you know, some key position players there that will, that will play over the next few years. So it's probably that midfield spot that you you, you, you want to look at. Um, you know, someone who can probably go midfield and maybe that half-back with that run because seeing the way they play and, and the way Jermaine Jones has been able to kind of give that drive off that half-back area, um, someone similar to that. I like Liam Duggan's game on the weekend too. I thought that, you know, given that down in defence there, they must have felt like they were in a shooting gallery at times on the weekend. <laughs> His yeah. his ability just to stand up in the contest and and win his share of the fifty fifties and uh, and sort of like it's almost like in a game like that when you do win a couple of fifty fifties it almost feels like it's a bit of a momentum staller, isn't it? And he was able to do that a couple of times. I think I might have asked you this last week and and it links into how they use Ruben Jinby, but but could they use Liam Duggan a little bit more in the midfield, switch Jinby back to halfback, give him a bit of respite from playing on the superstars and and maybe try and tilt things back their way a little bit that way? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, uh, you look at the inside 50 counts over the, the, the last few weeks. I don't know if uh, Jimmy will be getting a rest if he's playing down half back. So it's <laughs> a bit difficult. But um, but no, like Dugo, in the way he plays, he's such a uh, such a strong, um, you know, kind of contested player, and um, you know he has the ability to really read the game quite well, um, and has has that scope to come into the midfield just to add a bit more of a bigger body and a phys- physical sense around it, and. He's good uh, in that contest and being able to hold his feet. Um, you know, even though he's had he's had problems with his knees over over many years, he still he still has that centre of gravity to be able to hold his feet and be in a good position to win that footy. And and yeah, those moments are the things that you you do look for, I suppose, as a fan and, and as a player. And when the chips are down and you just feel like nothing's going wrong, and then there's that fifty fifty contest that's kind of halved or win or um, and Duggo is is in that position a lot, especially being down back. A list management question. I think Jaden Hunt's been really good for them. And should they be looking to pick up a, I guess, another cheapie that brings certain traits to the to, to the team that may help them, um, you know, just progress this rebuild along? And another mature body that's maybe quick and and pretty strong in the contest, like Jaden Hunt has been. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, there's 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 not many that kind of slip through the gaps like that. Like and and being able to get them, like you said, cheaply. Uh, and Jaden Hunt. You know, he's a terrific player and has been, and he has that experience. He's still young, um, but he, he has that strength, size, and speed. And um, I think the way the game's going, that, that repeat effort um, and in 
endurance, um, but with that top end speed, which is you know almost the complete athlete that everyone's been trying to chase over the last you know five to seven years, you know young kids coming through that kind of missed out on the draft or are sitting on a list and just been a year out that still have a little bit of a go that haven't fit into a side. Um, they're the ones yeah, you definitely should be chasing. And um, I suppose that speed is, is, is the big one. Um, seeing the way a lot of clubs these days, that speed is very important One to once you've got the foot in to drive out, um, but then, and also the repeat efforts in, in transition um, because the teams that are they're winning the transition game are obviously scoring pretty heavily. The game's incredibly difficult to play now, isn't it? The speed the game operates at and the athletic profile required to be an effective player almost anywhere on the ground now is quite extraordinary. Yep. Has the game shifted further than you thought it would off the back of these rules, you know, the stand the mark rule, the the, the protected space rule? It, it just feels like the, the speed has magnified really, really quickly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you definitely seen a transition over the last well, the seven years that I played. It, um, it you know, went from one-on-one contest to um, all of a sudden the explosive uh, kind of speed midfielders came and started dominating. And then <clears throat> looking as from as a forward, uh, and a lot of the defenders that you played on were, you know, just the, the normal Dower, same height defenders, and then. They all shot up. They all went 200 centimetre plus. They all had a reach of, you know, um, you know, X amount. And uh, they could all run, had endurance. They had the speed. That I suppose you look at the McKay type, the Kerno type, the Oscar Allen type, um, the Noah Bolter. Uh, these players just started coming into the game as athletes. Um, and being able to find them, especially in those key position roles, uh, and obviously then, you know, the midfielders that, that started getting up towards Patrick Cripps' height um, and being able to dominate. I suppose that ground level with that height, you know, it um it has exploded into that, and I think the in terms of list management, and trying to find those players is yeah, they're looking at complete athletes. Some didn't really have a good football sense, but I think a lot of teams wanted to try and coach it into them, um, and some worked and some didn't. But you can you're now starting to see a lot of those really keen game sense young kids come through that are the, the full athlete, and they're the ones that have been shining, I suppose, over the last five years. Now, you did tip Essendon and Geelong to draw on the weekend, Josh. I heard the replay of that oh, no. on the radio on the way in. You did you did walk it back yeah. semi-successfully, I think. But uh, um, <laughs> how, how will the Eagles go against the Tigers this weekend? Yeah, look, it's going to be another tough tough challenge. They're going to be on the road, so it's another good opportunity for the group to kind of get together um, as, a, as, a, as a group and, and spend some time together. And, look, there'll be obviously a few changes with Bazo and I think Samo will be out as well. So... Um, you know, getting Truly in, um, you know, whether they bring in another ruck, um, it's yeah, it's and hopefully Domin, like you said with Hoff will might be the other two that come come through. So look it's it's gonna be a big task. Um hopefully the, the, the boys can do a little bit of training and get something out and um all they've got to be doing is pushing for those small wins and we're probably not gonna see um, a big jump or change in, in many things over the next few weeks due to, due to the injuries and, and where they're at. But um, as long as they're taking those little wins out of every game um, to just keep them ticking over, um, you know, they'll look back at this time and you know that they, um, they come out the other end a lot better. Josh Kennedy, thank you so much for joining us on the show, mate. Uh, stay away from training and, uh, and, and be able to yep. walk properly. That's my <laughs> advice to you. Thanks for joining us. Beautiful. I'll take that. <laughs>
That's Josh Kennedy, of course, West Coast Eagles legend, AFL life member. What do you think? You can have your say on the temper at Bedshed text line 0487 736 736. Call us on the open line 13 12 55. This is Mornings with Mark Duffield on SENWA. We'll be back after the break.